The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. One, two, three, four. Welcome to Ticket Weeknights. Okay, here's the deal with Nicole. Live from Cabo Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. She's just going to tell it like it is. Nicole is, uh, she's very wise. Sometimes you're not going to like it. Here is your host, Nicole Griffin. Welcome into the second hour of Ticket Week Night with Nicole Griffith. I am Nicole Griffith, and my headphone is all sorts of messed up. There we go. Okay. It's been an entertaining show to start. The first hour, we tried to talk about Nebraska football, and it didn't really go anywhere, which is fine. It's totally fine. Um, It's Big Sky and I in the studio and then um, Connor Happer is out tonight. He is at the women's basketball ex- exhibition. They're playing Midland tonight at 7.30. Not on TV, I believe, so you can go and watch that if you're looking for something to do. Um, but we had an entertaining first hour. You can go back and listen to it on YouTube Live and Rewind or when this podcast drops. We had Sip and Jake on for two segments, and it was great to be back with them. Um, I kind of got my start at the ticket with them being on there, being a guest on the Monday morning hour or the hour from seven to eight on early break. And then, so they came in and BSed around a little bit with me and it was really fun. And you should go back and listen to it because we talk about mason jars as gifts. Happer or not Happer. Sip doesn't understand the concept of a mason jar. So if you see him in public or tweet at him, make fun of him for that. We also talked a little bit about football the Adrian question, um, just the performance that they had, the performance Husker football had, and then how much of it was on Adrian, and then also debating between are you a fro- if you're a Frost supporter, are you an Adrian supporter, are you one way or the other? So yeah, it's been a pretty entertaining show that's gone a lot of ways, and my stomach is, we laughed a lot in that first hour, so my stomach hurts. Big Sky, how are you doing? I I'm doing well. Good. It was good to see Sip again. I have not seen him in a while. Yeah, I, just, I see Jake every day though. Yeah, it's not that great to see Jake, right? <laughs> just what I, kidding, no, that's not what Jake. I mean. Just kidding. Relax. He's gonna get mad that I said that. So, do we have our guest on the phone? We do. Okay. So our second is he technically our second guest or our third guest? I would say third. Okay. We have our third guest on the line joining us. It is BC of 24-7. BC, how are you doing? I'm all right. Third guest on the Tonight Show. That's the guy who gets bumped at the end. No. You are starting the whole hour. Oh, that's true. So, question. I'll look at it that way. Where are your dogs in relation to you right now? (laughs) 
Hopefully you can hear me all right. I don't get the best reception. I'm in my driveway, and I had to step outside the house because I have two idiot dogs. I love them. Don't say that. So I don't want anyone to come at me, but they're, they're idiots. There's no doubt about it. And they're ruining my yard, and they're noisy, and so I'm I'm in my driveway. I can see them looking at me. Isn't uh, that a window, direct? Though. They're very loving. Aren't your dogs, isn't, what is it, attitude is a direct something to leadership? I mean, Brian's. Reflection. BC's either coaching it or allowing it. Yes, Brian. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, just like Husker football goes back to the head man, I guess. Uh, I guess training dogs does too. What kind of dogs are they? Uh, one is a Rhodesian Ridgeback. Uh, what very is fast that? Dog. He's about fifty-five pounds. His name's Rhodey. And uh, then there's Ronnie, who uh, <laughs> is—I don't know what he is. He's like a Shiba Inu slash German Shepherd slash. <gasps> I want a mix. German. Did you rescue them? Um, yes, both are rescue dogs, yes. Wow, amazing. Things you didn't think you would talk to me about, but here we are. So, first yep. question, more important, not more importantly, your dogs no. were more important, but... So, going back to Nebraska's game against Purdue, I know that you've already we've already had like the press conferences today and they're kind of moving forward to Ohio State, but right now, processing the Purdue game. Mm-hmm. Were how, were you shocked that that's how it played out in a must-win game after a bye, coming off a loss before the bye, that that's what happened? Um, I wouldn't say shocked just because, um, I mean, it, there, there's sort of a pattern with Husker football where you, you expect every game to sort of uh, go down to the last five minutes, and most of those games they've been on the wrong end of. and So until they prove that they – can make that extra play or two that they always speak of. Um, you sort of, when you see that result, it's it's all too familiar. Um, and that I think that's the way the fan base is right now. It's it, I've covered the program long enough to have seen some of these seasons where people are just flat out angry about how it's going. And I know there are some people that are that way, but as much as anything, people have gotten kind of used to it, which is a tough place to be. Um, you know, for a football program. So when the you know when people are filing out there with five minutes left or something, it's it's sort of like okay, it's it's this story again. I I'm sad about it, but I've seen it. I'll move on with my my day. And so um, th- that's the scary part to me about Husker football is that I I mean, growing up in this state, um, when Nebraska would lose a game, it was like, will the sun come up tomorrow? You know, and now it there's there's just sort of a uh, you're used to it, and uh, you gotta you gotta fight through that. Because uh, Frost said it. I mean, losing sort of begets losing, and uh, winning is a habit too. And uh, they got the wrong habit right now. Yeah, dude, that was one of my questions. Is like, do people? It's kind of a blanket statement, but it's like, do people even care anymore? Yes, they do. And oh, yeah. Husker Nation cares, but it's like sometimes we notice it in TV. Is like we we clip a lot of the press conferences and like good sound bites and put them on Twitter and whatnot. And it's like, they get more traction after wins than they do after losses. You know, people just care more. They want to, they don't want to be like, Oh, well let's watch the breakdown of this game after we already know the breakdown of the game. Cause it was a loss. Is it the fan base is just feeling a lot of like apathy. I, you know, that always comes up. I don't think that's the case. I think People still, you know, even the person who says, like, on Thursday, I'm not watching this week. I'm not going to watch it. 
I have a feeling I could be wrong. I have no data on this, mm-hmm. but I have a feeling that 90 to 95 percent of those people or more end up watching at least a while. And then at some point they get angry enough, maybe they shut it off or or whatever. I do think you're right when when they lose, you know, um, we do sometimes get hate clicks. We call them. like <laughs> when they lose, we get a lot of traffic off people. Um, I guess just mad and they want to spout off about the dangerous, the, the dangerous Twitter that it becomes. Yeah. Um, but I definitely do think there's truth to the fact that there's a lot of people at, right after a loss are sort of like, I got to get away from this. And I think, unfortunately, it kind of wrecks for some people the rest of the football season. I know people like that, where when Nebraska is not doing well, you know, it kind of makes them not want to watch the Saturday night game you know penn state ohio state or whatever you're just like i gotta get away from this sport a little bit and uh so that's kind of a a, an unfortunate part of it um i do i mean you got to admire that this fan base is still mostly filling up that stadium for what they've seen for what is going on now five losing seasons in a row that's that's a incredible feat compared to the rest of the country so there's still that going on um but they're yeah they're just it, it's become a usual thing of of seeing the team come up short. Um, and, you know, everybody's got an opinion and everybody's neighbor's got an opinion, but, you know, the key now is what's Trev Albert's opinion, and he's played it pretty close to the vest. Do you think his son's wedding had an open bar? <laughs> is my <laughs> question. <laughs> I, I would guess it probably did, and I would guess that it's probably a hefty bill. Um, this week, uh, probably even more so after the loss. But yeah, um, imagine that. I guess from what I'm told, the wedding started when Nebraska was like ahead at half, and I don't know how dialed in Trev was. I'm sure he didn't peek at his phone during the ceremony or anything. But afterward, you look you look down, and it's like 28-17 in the fourth quarter. That's got to be kind of a rough situation to see on your phone. How about... This is Brian Christofferson joining us of 24-7 Sports. How about big noon kickoff coming? Um, the decision came down late Saturday night after the Ohio State-Penn State was done. Um, does that make – I guess I'm kind of having flashbacks. I know it was college game day from 2019 with Ohio State, and it was a night game. But just big noon kickoff, Nebraska's 3-6, and six, Ohio State. It just looks like a recipe for Ohio State to just have a – blowout game and then Nebraska's on like national TV is that or or do the players you know put some fight into it and put up a respectable score with that I I actually think they'll put up a respectable score um I mean I think they could lose I think they'll lose by double digits that would be my prediction but I wouldn't be surprised at all if they make Ohio State fight for it I'd actually be a little bit worried if I were Ryan Day from their angle of it's an early kick you're just coming off I know Penn State's kind of scuffling right now but you know that was a prime time game and there's a lot of attention on it and you're going up against a team that right now is is three and six and everybody's probably thinking well they're done dealing the one thing you'd have to say about this team this Nebraska team is I do think players for that they keep coming back to work and I don't think they have like a fractured locker room which is sort of unusual for, you know, usually when there's a season like this, you can say, well, the locker room is kind of broken up and there's just 
all these off the field sidebars happening. I don't think that's really the case with this team. It's just a fact of every week they find something else to to get in their way. You know, and this last week it was the four turnovers. So if they can play the if the turnover game is about even, um, I I think Nebraska. Ohio State's defense, I think, does have a few warts on it compared to some past years. I think Nebraska could get a little bit done there. And I want to see the Husker defense that was sort of firing on all cylinders a few games ago, like Northwestern and Michigan State. I mean, that was a black shirts unit uh, that, I mean, they look like a top 10 defense. And I think sort of under the radar, kind of lost between all the Scott Frost and Adrian Martinez talk, I think the defense has been just a step off of, of what they were. I mean, they, they did not have a great Saturday by any means. They couldn't get off the field and, um, you know, we're giving up too much in the run game to a Purdue team that really had struggled to run the ball coming in. So th- that's a big question to me is can that side of the ball uh, against an Ohio State offense that's starting to pick it up, you know, can they – can they keep Nebraska in the game and maybe get a turnover or two? And, and if you get that early, maybe there's a little belief and, and who knows, but I don't think it's going to be a route. I, I would say Ohio state by like 14 or so. Mm-hmm. And then how, how would you say like you expect I, I, the word vomit going back to this locker room being very tight and tight knit. And when is kind of that fine line of like the players giving in? And, you know, you kind of have the side that's like, why are we – like, they just don't want to – Yeah. They just don't want to do it anymore. But then you still have the players who, like, won't give in and want to – you know, as Adrian said today, you're just kind of pr- playing for some pride still. How how do you believe that they won't pack it in when they've come out flat against Minnesota and then Purdue off a of bye in must-win, need-to-win need games? Yeah, I mean, that's a fair question. And you're right to point out – what well – they do seem to be tight knit that the Minnesota first half is still the one that's like, makes me shake my head. It's like, how, how did that, I know they were coming off that Michigan game and it was emotional and all that, but they knew what was at stake. They knew they had a buy coming. So there is that on the resume and um, you know, the second half, really the first half against Minnesota, second half against Purdue have shaped the narrative of this season in such uh, a negative way where if you had put it together for those quarters, you know, we, we'd have a whole different discussion right now. You were in the room, I think, after the game. And, I mean, Doman gave that kind of passionate talk. And I don't know, maybe I'm a sucker for it, but <laughs> I, 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 I I did think it was genuine, and I kind of bought into the idea that um, it is a close group. And I think the super seniors and sort of the leadership at the top with the captain are why I give them a fighting chance to not to not fold the tents. I mean, th- that that would be the reason, I guess, I'd give. Uh, but, I mean, they got to go prove it. I think it also helps that it's Ohio State. You know, like, it's sort of, uh, you, you have to sulk on Sunday, but then you're like, okay, we're playing Ohio State. I mean, how many times in your career do you get to do that? Um, th- for this team, they've done it every year. But, I mean, you get four games against Ohio State in your career, uh, those are helmet games that you should live for as a college football player. Um, I'd like to look at it like I would think most of these guys, if they're playing a pickup game of basketball in their driveway, they want to beat their buddy and they get our ultra competitive or they're, they're that way if they're playing Scrabble. So I would hope they're that way if uh, Ohio State's uh, helmet is sitting across from them. Mm-hmm. And it's a home game. So 
the next three games, um, final question for you. Which one does Nebraska have the best chance at winning? Well, I think it's Iowa. I mean, I, I think we're – Iowa's – when they're not having teams – turn it over five times against them we're seeing that Iowa's offense is completely in the dumpster and um, you know really that's an offense that was benefiting from a defense that was having them have to go like 10 or 15 yards for touchdowns early on in the season uh, when that disappears and there's no saying that would disappear against Nebraska Nebraska would have to play a clean game which is a big ask but I, I would say Nebraska matches up pretty well with Iowa, and what tells us that is the last few years. I mean, when they've played Iowa, the record has been decidedly skewed Iowa's way, and yet those games have all gone down to the last second. So I see no reason this one couldn't as well. You know, I think Wisconsin is gettable, too, in the fact that they got a great defense, and, and that's going to be the hard part. But I think their QB plays pretty suspect, and they don't have the same O-line they've had in the past. So. There is the possibility to make a little run after the bye if guys are still motivated, but um, you know th- that's really what they're going to have to do. I-, I don't know what the future is for the head coach and for this program at this moment. Um, what could satisfy the fan base, even if you didn't make a bowl game? I would say maybe it would be somehow um, bucking the odds and winning two of these three games, which I don't think most people would say is going to happen. So if you did that, and on Black Friday, we're saying, oh, they won two of the three against Ohio State, Iowa, Wisconsin. That's That would change the conversation in a big way if you think about it at that moment. But that's that's a lot to ask. So, you know, this Saturday, you got to go out there and you got to make Ohio State earn it. And if, if they do that, I'm, you know, people are tired of Nebraska coming close, but this would be a game more so where. I think people just want to see him go fight for four quarters and, and have it be a game. That's Brian Christofferson. Thanks, BC, for the time. We appreciate the insight. And um, that's all I have for you, so go hang out with your dogs. All right, that sounds good. Thanks for having me, Nicole. <laughs> yep, thank you. Brian Christofferson of 24-7 Sports. Good stuff um, from BC, like always. Um, a little insight into football. I wanted to talk to him about basketball. We didn't even talk about basketball. Maybe I should call him back. We won't do that. But um, I originally was like, we're going to talk about football in the first hour, so let's talk about basketball because BC was at the, um, I can't say the word, exhibition. Yes. The ex- yes. Yes. Exhibition against Colorado. Apparently Nebraska football, Nebraska basketball looks like the dream team. But we shall see. Did you go? To either of the basketball game exhibitions? Yeah. Uh, no, on Sunday I was with my father. At, you didn't want to take him to that? It's for charity. And I went. I, I, well, I had to go to church as well. That's true. And That's then true. on Wednesday, I was the uh, badge, and I were, were the programming on the station during that one. So ah, yes. So I have not had an opportunity to see the basketball to- uh, basketball team either time. Same. In fact, uh, DP made badge and I start thirty minutes early so that he could go to the basketball game. <laughs> So we had to go for two and a half hours instead of two. Hey, all the content. All the content. Well, we are going to take a break, and we will be back after this. Back to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here's your host, Nicole Griffin. This music always makes me feel like I'm 
on a tropical vacation. And I'm not, and I'm sad about it because I turned on the heat today. I made it all the way to November. I said I wasn't going to do it in October, and I turned on the heat. And I'm sad. Well, apparently, natural gas prices are going up 40% this year. Cool! Yes, so you should should strive to keep the heat off as much as possible. I'm, I'm, I'm a small person, and I am cold a lot, so sad day but fun show nicole griffith in why do i talk like that like third person i'm nicole griffith and i'm with big sky and this is the ticket weeknights and we are here with you for 30 eh, 25 more minutes i'd say and then then we're done for another week for yes we're not done forever um been a fun show so far had sip and jake on that was fun i can't they were sitting right here and now they're gone they will be back here at 5 45 a.m so we appreciate them coming on and then um you can listen to the show you can go back and watch the replays um and then brian christopherson 24 7 sports came on to talk basketball but i didn't ask him any questions about basketball i only asked him about football and as soon as he hung up i remembered i needed to talk to him about basketball so Whoops. But you can listen to the show. You can watch it live on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook Live, and also on wherever you get your podcast. Because now my show is a podcast. It is, yes. We have the we have the ability to podcast it now. And Big Sky clips them all. So download them so he gets credit for doing his job. At the at the station, vocabulary wise, clipping is different than podcasting. I have not I don't think I've clipped your show once. I mm, just agree to agree. Yes, yes, Nicole. Thank you, you. I do I do do that. Thank you. Thank you. Um Okay, Big Sky, you were at the game with your father. I was. Until until I was one of those people. One of those people who left early, which there was a lot. Sometimes like during basketball games, I think people are leaving early, but it's like a media timeout in volleyball, so they're like going to the bathroom or like going to the concessions. That was not the case with football. So your dad said, I want to leave. Do you want to leave? Or I'm ready. Are you ready? Essentially, yes. That is, Those were the words that came out of my father's mouth. And I said, you know what? Let's give them another, another drive, see if they can do anything, and then we'll reevaluate. They went three and out. Do you identify with being a Fairweather fan? No. Then how do you justify you leaving early? Well, my dad didn't want to be there any longer and he only gets to come to Lincoln every once in a while. He really likes some of the Haymarket venues and I knew he was itching to go. Um, Oh, like for food. Right. Yeah. And I still showed up to the game and I, I mean, I'm still, you were late to the game. You left early because I was late because of my job. That's fair. That's fair. And, uh, I, am not going to stop being a fan or claiming to be a fan of, the Huskers, if they when they are bad, this and is not to cause a, um, a tissy. This is just a question. I know. I'm just explaining why I'm not yep. a Fairweather fan. There we go. Yep. I'm just saying for the, like the te- the text line and for the people listening. I I don't know if uh if this does the text line can let us know at four zero two four six four five six eight five if this makes me a Fairweather fan. But I do lean a little bit more heavily into my Montana Grizzly fandom when the Huskers do poorly. How are the Grizzlies doing? Uh. They've they're kind of a better version. They're the Bo Pelini Huskers. Uh, they the Big Sky, right? Yeah, Big Sky Conference. 
Uh, they they win most of the games that they should, and then they'll lose a real head scratcher, and you'll just be angry for a week. And they did that against Sacramento State two weeks ago. Sacramento State. The Hornets. Hmm. I think I have a friend there. Is it in Fresno? I'm not sure where it's. Well, it's in Sacramento. Or no. Sacramento State. Oh, duh. God. Are you thinking Fresno State? Maybe. Bulldogs? Maybe that's who it is. That's where Derek Carr and David Carr went. Devontae Adams as well. You're a genius. How do you know so much? Well, Devontae Adams plays for the Packers. How do you feel about Vaughn Miller getting traded? Uh, so I actually... Hard, hard transfer. I saw that today. Check on your Broncos fans. They are not well. The ticket, the home of the Broncos home games. But it's the end of an era. I texted one of my friends who lives in Colorado and... He's sad. It's very I, sad. I actually got the opportunity to reveal to a Broncos fan that it happened. <gasps> oh, I was sitting in no. class, and uh, we weren't doing much uh, in my my broadcast journalism class. And I just said, whoa, Von Miller got traded. <gasps> and the the Broncos fan went through the first four stages of grief in 30 seconds. It was, it was pretty incredible. What are they? Denial? Uh, let me um, pull up the graphic real quick. Cause he, we, re- denial, regret, um, acceptance. Is the last one, right? Refusal? No, that's denial. Okay, so he's got five stages of grief um, in the graphic that he tweeted. And it's it goes denial, anger, bargaining, and depression. What's bargaining? Uh, bargaining is the what-if stage of grief, and it serves an important purpose. It provides temporary escape from pain, provides hope, and gives a person time to adjust to the reality of the situation. But it, it it's totally accurate because the very first thing out of his mouth was, no, no way. <laughs> and then he immediately started looking at his phone. So And then you're like, how would I make that up? How would I think to say those two sent like those two, Von Miller traded. How would you think to say that in a sentence without it being real? You know? Yeah. It's, I, I'm not, a, I'm not a prankster like that. I'm not smart enough. Like when people, like when I say something to Sip, he'll be like, that's not true. And I'm like, why would I, why would I say that? And in the moment, I'd forgotten he was a Broncos fan. I was aware he was a Broncos fan, oh, but I wasn't, like, I wasn't aware in the moment. I was just like, yo, this is big sports news, and you are interested in sports, and we talk about sports every day. Von Miller got traded for nothing. Where'd the chips go? Jake put them away. What? They've been gone for like 45 minutes. Did I just... I, 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 I have some Triscuits if you'd like. No, it's okay. I'll survive. We're all over the place on this show, which is fine. I Happer's not here. I almost called him Connor. Connor Happer's not here. And I just, I feel like I'm like missing my pal. Don't tell him I said that. I also complimented Jake and Sip today. Like, what is going on with me? I'm supposed to be. It's the captain. It's the captain. I, I'm just really nice today and I'm not usually really nice. I think I'm trying to overcompensate for the fact that the Huskers are three and six. I, I don't think you need to do that. Well, I just I'm trying to be extra nice because I know people's feelings are very hurt right now. I just about said something that would really fire people off, but <gasps> I'll tell you in the break because I'm not going to say it live on air. Interesting. Ooh, I love that. It's, it's not that spicy. <sighs> like mild or medium. On a on a scale of um death nut to mild. Mild. It's it, it's pretty mild, but it was. Did you have the death it would have nut irritated or the somebody. one chip? I would have, I, I did one chip, same as Buzzy. Uh, Buzzy puked. I did not. <gasps> weak, Buzzy. Exactly. Yeah. Buzzy, you're weak. I hope you're listening to this. I know he listens. Well, sometimes. the whole reason he did the challenge was because he heard me talking about it on air with Nick, 
and he he told me that I was weak in the man up. And I said, "Hey, you can do the chip if you want." And then and, he threw up. And he yeah, he couldn't he was he overestimated he he underestimated the chip, just like everybody does their first time because it was my second time. So do you just, chew the chip or you eat it whole? How big is it? Oh, it, it's it's probably the largest tortilla chip I've I'm ever assuming seen. it looks like a Pringle. No, it's a it, it's a uh, triangle tortilla chip. Hmm. And um, it's a pretty good size. It it's stale. They're they're stale. They they taste terrible, and and you, they taste terrible. You have to you have to chew it or else you wouldn't be able to swallow it because it's a giant tortilla chip, and uh, so you, you ha- it has to sit on your tongue for at least I'd say thirty seconds. Ew. Yeah, it's it's not a pleasurable experience. Doesn't sound like it. Um, circling back to leaving the game, were a lot of people leaving when you left? Yeah, there was a there was a good stream. What was the vibe like? You're just like, hey. Well, yep, some th- I I think ya. it I think it was perfectly exemplified by this little kid that I saw uh, <gasps> oh, looking no. at the Bob Devaney statue on the way out, and he goes, "I think this statue could call better plays than Coach Frost." And I was like, "Whoa, hot take of the day from a this child said <laughs> yeah. that." Oh no. Yeah, I thought it was it was it was probably the funniest thing I've ever heard. And mad respect for that kid. He's wearing a number thirty jersey. Can only assume that's the greatest Husker of all time, Amon Green. Your favorite Husker of all time. Or the air quote. That's your favorite. It's my favorite, and so therefore it is the best. He is the best. Okay. And he, he played for the Packers, so. I hate the Packers, so. Well, you're a Bears fan. That's true. And the Bears are um, not doing very well. No, so. they're not. No. But yes, uh, it was uh, the vibe was pretty defeated, I would say. Vibes are not immaculate. No. Okay. Well, not as bad as the Ohio State game at the end of Riley's tenure. I was at that game as well. Uh, down from Montana, and uh, it was it. The vibe wasn't funeral this weekend. Mm-hmm. It was funeral against Ohio State in 2017. I'm so interested because I wasn't here for that yet. I came in 2019. Well, it would have been. Uh, it would have been when Fred got hired slash Miles got fired. So yeah, that's 19. like the week, the second week I ever started. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like. Well, I felt like Frost was is going to be here a while when I like first started. Like it was his second year, and um, then he got the contract extension with Moose, and then you know you kind of got the rumblings after yesterday or after Saturday, Saturday's game, and people people have texted me and DM'd me, and they're like, "Hey, what's the vibe? Like, is, is Scott out? Is Scott getting fired?" And I personally don't think so. I feel like it's very, you know, just, and he's done. And that's it. That's just done. But then it's like, what's the coaching pool look like after that? For this year, you have a ton of schools that have openings. Um, I feel like there needs to be, a like, coaching changes. If he stay, if Scott stays one more year, something has to change, right? It can't – we know what's been happening the past four years. It's the same thing every weekend. So um, there needs to be some shuffle. I think, like, Trev needs to give an ultimatum of you can stay we'll give it one more year because i always thought you you judge a coach by the fifth year that's i mean that's what i've just always thought and then you know after that but maybe i don't know people are fed up and they just want to be done but well for historical context bill jennings was the last coach that had a uh winning 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 percentage as poor as scott frost and that was he got four years before Bob Devaney in 1961 was his last year. So he was 57 to 61. He was at a 310 winning percentage. 
I'm not, I don't have the, the fast facts here for the frost win percentage, but it's in the low thirties and, uh, he's on his fourth year. So historical context would indicate Nebraska's ready to move on. There are the, the, the external factor is that frost is from Nebraska and was the guy when he came. Mm-hmm. Like s- people want it to work, right? It's the bet. It's not the best story, but it's such a great story, but it's not working and it's not going very well. We're not doing well. So positive vibes only, um, you know, volleyball lost over the weekend. So that happened. Minnesota, five sets. Um, men's basketball played an exhibition at 11 a.m. that I didn't go to. But they won. But they seem like they're the dream team. I, I mean, I think Texter Matt says it best. First season since their last season in the Bob Devaney that I don't have men's basketball season tickets, I may regret that decision. <laughs> That's true. I mean, Fred's bar is so low, he just needs to go to the playoffs and win a playoff game. The dance. March Madness, right? Yeah. That's the bar. I mean, yeah. Which is why it's simple to... And then he can ride off into the sunset. <laughs> and Husker Nation will thank him for it. Well, that's a great question, I think, that we should ponder. What's the question? Going into the basketball season, or just as we assess Hoiberg's tenure, is he the greatest basketball coach Nebraska's ever seen if all he does is win a March Madness game? That's Honestly, yes, because no other coach has accomplished that. We, I, I believe we had a team win, like, the NIT in the 30s or something. Would you rather win the NIT in okay, the back, 30s? Back in the day, the historical context, the NIT was bigger than the March Madness tournament. Would you rather win the NIT in the 30s or an NCAA game in the 21st century? Well, I would witness the, the, the game in the 21st century, so that one, obviously. Yeah, let's see. We'll see. We're going to take a break. And we're going to close out the show after this, but you can get your texts and calls in. We have about 10 more minutes, 402-464-5685, and we'll close out the show after this. Back to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here's your host, Nicole Griffith. Welcome back in. And if you are new to listening, thank you. And for those who have been listening, also thank you. This is Nicole Griffith, your host of 1011 and also the Ticket Weeknights. I'm joined with Big Sky. Connor Happer is not here. Connor is at the women's exhibition game. Look at it just rolling right off the tongue. I've been struggling saying the um, the EX word, exhibition. but you just needed to get some reps. I needed to say it like five times. Um, Monday Night Football going on right now is the Giants at the Chiefs, the Broken Chiefs. And I don't really think they're that broken right now because they're playing the Giants. So um, I can't see the score right now. It's a split screen with, you know, when it's like the commercial, but the game is still, they're like kind of showing the game. ESPN Monday Night Football. I think there's a Manning cast tonight. I'm seeing it on Twitter. But it is to 7-0 Chiefs with under two minutes left in the first quarter. So, anyways, did that important sports knowledge stuff. Two things I want to get to. We are going to, um, if you know me, you know my uninterest in fantasy football. I don't really care about it. I don't care about your teams. I don't care how they're doing, and I don't care who you should start or not start. Happer, my co-host, he, that's a pass interference flag, and they're not going to throw it. Oh, he caught it. That's why they're not throwing it. Okay. Anyway, so sorry. Um, 
We started a bit on this show where Happer, I allow him 30, 30 seconds to give an update on his Happer's 30-second fantasy football update. And then Big Sky also gets 30 seconds to talk about his team if he so chooses. So um, Happer is not here, but in typical fantasy football obsession fashion, he recorded an update. And oh, I should bring the clock out because I don't trust you guys on 30 seconds. Um... Okay, this is Happer's 30-second update. Go now. Another bad one for the non-binary potato heads who have scored 58.92 points this week in route to another loss to the Dan Wagon to fall to 1-7. Trevor Lawrence is horrible. Odell Beckham Jr. is horrible. Even my good players, Leonard Fournette, is horrible. The only redeeming quality is a DK Metcalf two-touchdown game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. There is no hope. F- everything. Go big potatoes. Wait, he did not say that. He just put the bleep in there for fun. I have that source from Nick Sainer himself that that was an authentic F-bomb <gasps> that he had to bleep in post. Happer! Are you trying to sabotage my show? Well, it was bleeped, so it's okay. Yeah. That's funny. Good stuff. Okay. Big Sky, would you like to give your 30-second update? Certainly. Okay, hang on. This is your... You have two teams. One of them's not really a team anymore. I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to talk about them. What are the names again? Fighting Big Sam's is the team I don't talk about, and Dumpster Fire is my good team. Okay. And ready, set, Go. Dumpster Fire made waves across the league when they traded for Antonio Brown and David Montgomery for Derek Carr, a waiver pickup, and Damian Harris. Uh, both Montgomery and Antonio Brown were on IR this week, but once they come back, we'll have a strong squad. Derek Henry did go down with a fractured foot, so that's going to be a tough replacement for the squad. But we got the win this week, 93-75, and we'll improve to 6-2 and two and be number two in the league next week. Wow, with two seconds to spare. Good job. Okay, I don't care. Moving forward. Um, on the fly with Big Sky, are we going to play that still? Uh, we can. I have I have three questions for you. Okay, so I um, – I do. should we, like, open this up to listeners? Like, shut up, Sipple? Uh, it- I'll have to dump a couple of commercials if somebody wants to play, but we could certainly okay. could. Okay, let's not do that. We pushed it too late. Okay. We'll do that next time. Um, for the future, on the fly with Big Sky, we can bring in a guest – to play against me. Actually, I probably want them on my team because Happers beat me 2-0. So I will be playing. I I will be also playing the role of Happer, and I get two guesses. Okay. This is On the Fly with Big Sky. All right. The, do, 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 do. the quick on the fly because we got we got a minute left. <gasps> uh, a little over three years ago, a utility worker in this DMV state won $2 million from a scratch-off lottery ticket. Uh, turns out his luck has not run out. He won another $2 million. I saw that headline. No, DMV, Maryland. Correct. Heck yes. A southeastern couple who bought lottery tickets in 11 states during a recent road trip won a $2 million Powerball prize from Virginia. Wait, what? You have to guess their state. They're from the southeast. And they won in Virginia? Yes, they won $2 million in Virginia. Southeast, southeast, southeast. Uh, Georgia. No, North Carolina. Police in this West Coast state responded to reports of an otter in need of assistance. California. That is correct. Yes, I win. Victorious. Victory is mine. 
This has been a great show. Hopefully next week I'm talking to you about a Husker win. Probably will be volleyball. So see you guys next week. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands. And are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.